gas evildoers welcome to the saint canard files a dark wind up podcast i'm your host will santana and i'm mike russo and you are one great co-host did i ever tell you that <laughs> what up mike hey what's going on will how you doing i'm doing all right man just uh getting ready uh, i'm about to go out of town and then i have several cons coming up so I'm about to be broke for quite a while. <laughs> you know how those cons will get you for your money, you know, autographs and stuff that the vendors are selling, you know? Right. Which, yeah. So which which cons are these? Uh, I'm going to one called Ranger Stop. And no, I know nothing about Power Rangers, but there's going to be quite a bit of My Hero Academia voice actors there. Uh, and, and for those who are on our Darkwing chat, they know I've been recently watching it and gotten into it. Uh, so I'll be going there, and then I'll be going to Dragon Con, and I'm mainly going to Dragon Con for uh, Raw Paulson, and uh, my buddy Joe's going for the all the voice actors of Animaniacs. He, uh, he he loves that show, so he's going to get their autographs, and then a voice both voice actors of Taz from Space Jam will be there as well, which is Jim Cummings and uh, what's the other guy's name? Fred something. Yeah, Fred, long last name. I don't know how to pronounce that. Yeah, me either. <laughs> I'm not even going to try to do it. So we'll be going there, and then we're going to Lexington, where it looks like there's going to be a small Darkwing reunion with Katie Lee, Terry McGovern, and Jim Cummings. Nice. Yeah, and uh, also a, a goofy movie reunion. We got uh, Jim, uh, Jason Marsden, and Bill Farmer. Nice. Yes, and uh, Lexington will also have some of the My Hero Academia voice actors, um, quite a bit of uh, 80s and 90s wrestlers, if you're into that. Um, the Cobra Kai cast. Oh, it's a bunch, man. There's a bunch going on. Um, also, Mike, man, this weekend, I was lucky enough to get Aaron Sparrow's autograph without even knowing I was getting it. How'd that happen? <laughs> uh, I got a friend named Damien. We call him Chooch. Uh, I play with him on the PlayStation. I've known him for years, man, probably since like the Call of Duty four days on the PlayStation 3. Uh, so that's how far I go back with Chooch. Uh, he follows me on social media as well. And he knows uh, I'm a big Darkwing Duck guy. And he said he happened to go to a convention out in uh, Austin, Texas. I think he said it's called Bell something con, Bell tone. I forgot, Bell City, <laughs> something like that, Mike. And he said he just saw a booth and it was like Darkwing Duck everywhere. So he went up and spoke to him and it happened to be Aaron Sparrow, small world. And he was like, well, hey, I got a buddy who happens to be a big Darkwing Duck fan. Uh, you mind if I get your autograph for him? <laughs> and he got it. Nice. And then, and then uh, when he called me, I said, I know who Aaron Sparrow is. I did a video chat with him on our virtual panel before. <laughs> very cool. Yeah, very cool. And then he said he was going to go up to talk to Aaron today. He hasn't reached back to me yet, but he's going to mail everything on Monday. So I should be getting Aaron Sparrow's autograph pretty soon. Fantastic. Look how that goes. <laughs> anything world. new with you? Not really, just busy at work, really just uh, things are crazy, but okay, not not no convention Darkwing Duck news to speak about, so, mm-hmm. you know, things are all right, though. I have no, no stories, no interesting, you know, anecdotes for this episode, but I'm fine. Do you want to get started with this episode? Oh, we can, but Mike, I want to ask you one more question before we get into it. Oh, sure. Mike, have you added anything new to your collection? And I'm not just talking Darkwing, because your Godzilla collection thing is ridiculous. And you haven't updated me in a while about it, man. Oh, I got a couple of new Godzilla toys this weekend. I actually have really kind of um, been on a hiatus with that hobby, because that mm-hmm. hobby gets incredibly expensive, and I have no room for any of this stuff anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, but I did treat myself to a couple of new things. Um, 
I bought figures of two Godzilla characters from the movie Godzilla vs. Megalon. Uh, Mystery Science Theater fans might know that film. If you're a Godzilla fan, you definitely know Godzilla vs. Megalon. Uh, I got figures of the characters Jet Jaguar and Megalon. So that was a big highlight of my week, really, because it was the first time in years I bought something new Godzilla. So that was nice. Um, otherwise, I, don't, I haven't really bought myself much lately, apart from the occasional DVD or Blu-ray. Mm-hmm. But thanks to streaming, that doesn't happen much at all anymore either. I haven't bought a yeah. Disney Blu... I haven't bought a Disney Blu-ray in like almost two years. I haven't Man, needed to. I, I just don't really buy Blu-rays anymore. Uh, I, I collect steel books. I always have. So I still kind of buy steel books here and there. But I'm at the point where I only buy steel books if it's something like I'm a hardcore fan of, you know, or the the artwork on the um, steel book is just so amazing. I have to get it, you know. Yeah, lately the only DVDs, Blu-rays I've really been buying have been the Godzilla stuff. Like, obviously, the Criterion set from a couple of years ago. And um, there's a company putting out steel books of the Ultraman TV show. I've been buying those as well. And I got a really nice 4K version of the original King Kong versus Godzilla straight from Japan a couple oh, of months nice. ago, too. Yeah, they're finally remastering the original Godzilla films in 4K in Japan. And mm-hmm. King Kong versus Godzilla came out in 4K back in May, finally. So I got a hold of that. Looks really nice. Um <laughs> Well, last, oh, yeah. last question, Mike. Last question before we get into this episode. We're, we're doing okay on time. We're doing really good on time right now. Um, do you collect anything for the Muppets? Because you post a lot of Muppets slash Jim Henson stuff, you know? Um, I used to collect more Muppet stuff. I have a lot of Muppet dolls in storage. I have a lot of the action figures. Mm-hmm. I have, like, a bunch of those. Uh, and, you know, I, I'd love to display those someday. But um, these days, if I collect anything with the Muppets, it's usually just books. Okay. I, I like buying books that were um, written in Jim Henson's lifetime or mm-hmm. books about Jim Henson. Mm-hmm. I mean, I have his biography. I have a whole bunch of books based on him. I have Sesame Street retrospectives. Uh, so I enjoy buying Muppet books. I have a lot of those. Okay. Um, but not too much. Not like a lot of Muppet toys and dolls and stuff anymore. I have a bunch of those, but I haven't bought anything recently. Okay. All right, well, everybody, apologize for the little deflect. Uh, just want okay. to do a little pre-talk. So, Mike, let's get into some terror that flats into the night now, man. What episode are we doing today? Uh, we're talking about the episode with what I think is the worst title of all Darkwing Duck. Uh, it's called Mutancy on the Bouncy. <laughs> wow. Kind of um, a tongue twister there, ain't it? Yeah, that is a really big tongue twister. Um, that title is based on, and we're not going to go into history. We're not going to take uh, t- take time to talk about this. But mm-hmm. it was um, Mutiny on the Bounty. That was an actual like historical event that happened in the 1700s. And that became a novel in the 1930s. There have been movies based on that, Mutiny on okay. the Bounty. So that's where the title comes from, Mutancy on the Bouncy. Okay. That's a that's an awful title. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And what's our production and air date order? Uh, this one aired Saturday, November 14th, 1992. We only have three more left after this. Oh, and it was in there. 87th by production number. Ooh, 87th. Yep. <laughs> way yeah, back there. we're almost done. Okay. And uh, what's, who's our uh, story editor? Doug Langdale. Uh, Mm -hmm. He has a couple more left. Um, It's nice to see him still on the show. He's there from the very beginning, you know, so it's nice to have him on. Uh, The writer was Michael Muir again. Uh, He did only two other episodes. He did Bad Luck Duck and Monsters Are Us. I would say out of those three, this is probably his weakest. 
It's not a bad one, in my opinion. No, but is it as good as Monsters R Us? Oh, of course not. I didn't say all that now. <laughs> no, and I don't think it's as good as Bad Luck Duck either. Uh, Heck so this no. is Yeah, so this is definitely his weakest. It's yeah. not terrible. I like Paint Misbehaving less, but I like Broadcast News more. So this okay. is kind of right in the middle of those two episodes for me. Okay. And animation was, once again, Hanho. Okay. And, yeah, it's nothing really all that amazing. Did anything stand out to you? Nothing stands out to me, but it's not a bad one, though. There is one thing they do, like a running gag, that mm-hmm. I'll get to, where in terms of the animation, I like the drawings, at least. But oh, when like that started... The origin stories you talking about? Yeah, I really okay. like that. Visually, I, have, I think that's a lot of fun. But it the is. actual animation of the characters is nothing we haven't seen before. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. And we have one big voice actor to talk about this week. All right. All right. So you ready to roll into it? Let's get, yeah, get why into not? the plot. All right. Let's how go does for mu- it. How does Mutancy on the Bouncy start, oh, Well, Oh, my God. That's a tongue twister for you. I'm glad <laughs> I haven't said it yet. It's been all you so far. <laughs> <laughs> all right. We got Gaz, and she's reporting on the destruction of City Hall by the Rubber Chicken and Cement Head. So, and Darkwing. And Darkwing, yeah. And then um, we kind of get a – she's showing the, the destruction of it, and then we kind of get our, her flashback where she starts telling us where this whole thing begins. So obviously what we're just viewing is toward the end. Yeah, the first two after this episode are flashbacks. Mm-hmm. So if we get the flashback, and she be, uh, tells us this all began with her doing the school paper. And it's kind of funny how the stu- school paper began with uh, Binky and her. You want to get a, tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, this is when <laughs> the really fun drawings start. Um, so she joined the job. She joined the school paper to get out of study hall, mm-hmm. and uh, she's been taking pictures of Herb and Binky. Um, and sensationalizing them, basically. She's been sneaking up behind them and scaring them. So she's got a picture of Binky freaking out but holding a kitchen knife, and the drawing of Binky with the knife in her hand screaming is really, really great. Oh, it's hilarious. (laughs) And she titles it Suburban Housewife Goes on Bloody Rampage. (laughs) And then she does the same thing to Herb, and a potted plant falls on his head. So you have a picture of Herb, like his arms are up in the air, but the potted plant is like coming out of his neck. And mm-hmm. she says, plant monster goes on bloody rampage. Yeah. Um, the, 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 is, what makes it even hilarious is what, the timing of the snapshot. It's just so funny. You know, and then it puts it like on the headline for the newspaper. <laughs> I love that it's the Muddlefoots. It's all we're going to see of them this episode, but it's cool. They're in it. Yeah. And the drawings of them. Once she snaps the picture and you see the photo of it, mm-hmm. the drawings are really well done. And they're really funny. I think like the funniest drawings in the entire episode. Yeah. And then we, you know, she tells us where what's going on with Darkwing. And he's at a cheese factory. He's at the uh, Swine Company cheese pet factory. Uh, I don't know exactly what a cheese pet is, but mm-hmm. do you remember Chia Pet? Yeah. Chia. The pottery that grows. Um, <laughs> obviously, that's where this is from, but what they're looking at doesn't look like a Chia Pet. Yeah. Um, but whatever. Someone's destroying that factory. Yeah. And, you know, Darkwing's trying to investigate it. Uh, and they, they find like a business card or something from the rubber chicken. Yeah, he finds some footprints, he finds a scrap of a red costume, mm-hmm. and the most incriminating ne- evidence of all is a calling card for the rubber chicken. Yeah, and Darkwing, you know, he starts brainstorming where can he find this uh, 
rubber chicken and everything, but Launchpad knows exactly where he's at. Yeah, so I'm going to apologize for last week. I'm going to apologize a couple of times because when I said that was the last hamburger hippo, I was wrong. This is the last hamburger hippo. (laughs) Yeah, that's where the rubber chicken is because Launchpad spots him there. He's right there. Yes. So the rubber chicken. I I can't say I'm a fan of this guy. He's Uh, not bad. He's not bad. He's all right. Uh, He's voiced by... A uh, voice acting legend who I'm shocked has not been on the show yet. Um, Corey Burton, uh, mainly legendary for his Disney work. Uh, Corey Burton was born in 1955, and he is still incredibly active with Disney. Check his IMDb. He has over 450 credits Ooh. to his name. Uh, he got started in the late 70s. I'm not going to go crazy with everything he did, but I will talk about some of his Disney work. Um, All right. They've used him a lot for Dale. He got started with Dale on Chippendale Rescue Rangers, and he still voices Dale off and on for various Disney projects. He also was the voice of Zipper on Rescue Rangers. Um, But the character he's done the most for Disney is Ludwig von Drake. Oh, for real? Yeah, he's done Ludwig von Drake since DuckTales in 87. Okay. He's done him in everything he's shown up with, every show from Raw Tunage and Bonkers all the way to... uh, Mickey Mouse Clubhouse, Mickey and the Roadster Racers, and DuckTales 2017. So he's still doing Von Drake. Uh, Also notable, he also voiced Gruffy Gummy and Toad Wart after the original voice actors for those guys died on Gummy Bears. Mm -hmm. Uh, But he's just done so much for Disney. Just uh, he's very prolific. He's he's a big he's a biggie. He's really up there with guys like Rob Paulson and Jim Cummings. I don't think he gets the love he deserves though. Uh, probably not, because I, I don't hear his name much, to be to be honest, you know? But he's a biggie. He absolutely oh, yeah. is. Can't say I love his voice for the rubber chicken, but it's all right. Mm-hmm. Okay, so going back to the plot, we got Darkwing. He's interrogating him. Uh, but rubber chicken claims he was framed. Yep, and rubber chicken wants to beat the heck out of there. And every time Darkwing tries to fight him, he just gets more injured. Yeah, he says it's time to get physical, but that doesn't really go too well, getting physical. And he says, if you keep <laughs> trying to thrash me, you'll end up in the hospital. Yeah, and it's hilarious, because Darkwing's up in the dumpster at the air. He tried to, like, do a drop kick on him or something. But he keeps bouncing off the rubber chicken, because the rubber chicken is incredibly rubbery. Yeah. <laughs> um. Oh, while, while we're talking about the rubber chicken, the mm-hmm. rubber chicken is actually a rejected Darkwing duck villain. Really? He he was originally meant for a very early episode that never got made. Mm. I didn't uh, know that. Yes, it was within like the first 10, 15 episodes, and the character was not used. So I guess they decided, hey, we still have this I, this character. Let's use him. But obviously, he's not the villain. Okay. I've, I've also heard that idea they had to do a spinoff of Justice. Um, the Justice Ducks was mm-hmm. going to have the rubber chicken in it. Oh, okay. So this character could have appeared a lot more than he actually did. I don't know if I would have wanted him. Once, I think I'm fine, I'm fine with him once, but I don't know if I could deal, deal with him multiple times. Yeah, I'm with you. Okay. So what happens next? Uh, next, we got Darkwing. He's at the headquarters, and he's thinking uh, uh, Rubber Chicken is working with Cement Head. And, you know, he's pacing himself back and forth. You know, uh, Darkwing, uh, Gosselin is trying to tag along with him, right? But he yeah. tells her she can't go. Yeah, the situation is that um, 
someone keeps destroying uh, Swinland Swine's factories all over town, and Darkwing thinks it's a rubber chicken. Mm-hmm. And he thinks the rubber chicken is in league with a different, another villain named Cement Head. Um, we'll so that's get what's into happened. him a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, we're going to get into that. Yeah, Goslin, it's... yeah, and he doesn't want Goslin around. He's, of course, being a big jerk about everything in this episode to Goslin. Yeah, LP's trying to get Darkwing's attention, but it's not going so well because LP has the biggest thing to, to locate rubber chicken. <laughs> what is that? He has his address on the business card that they found. Yeah, so this scene ends with Darkwing falling out a window, mm-hmm. and Launchpad jumps out the window after him, and Goslin has a great line. She says, and to think, these are my role models. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so then Goslin heads down to Rubber Chicken's address on her own. and uh, Which is a chicken coop. Yeah, <laughs> I thought that was pretty funny, too. And uh, when she go- goes and interrogates him, uh, we get an origin story. Yes, this is a running gag in this episode. A lot of characters give their mutant origins, and the origins are shown like comic books with minimal animation. Mm-hmm. Um, it's mostly just still drawings, but since it's a drawing and they don't have to worry about animating it, they can. The drawings are really, really well done, and like the backgrounds are very minimal. And this is my favorite part of the episode because a lot of the drawings are actually very funny. Mm-hmm. And the rubber chicken explains his name was actually Clovis Kluckenhoff. I, I couldn't understand it when he said it. You must have had the uh, did you have the subtitles on? No, I just okay. caught it. You caught it, okay. <laughs> and apparently, his father worked at the plastic factory, and there was an explosion, and it gave him um, stretchy rubber powers. And long story short, you know, he got a job as a janitor. Heard that Swinlim Swine was in cahoots with Cement Head, mm-hmm. and became the rubber chicken. And then Cementhead was trying to frame him, and he, you know, he insists he's innocent, blah, 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 you know, all of that. Yeah, and it's kind of weird. Like, I know I'm kind of spoiling here a little bit, Mike, but it's kind of weird, like, all these origin stories originate with the fathers and not the mothers. I think it's part of the gag that it just keeps yeah. happening to the dads. Because <laughs> it, it, keeps, it keeps going like this. Yeah. All right, so, you know, he starts begging Goslin to help, you know, clear his name and... uh Let's uh, and 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 locate uh, Cement Head, you know, and pin all this on him. But you know, Darkwing doesn't believe God's story about Rubber Chicken. He never. You know who does? Her. You know who does though? Launchpad. Yep. And there's yep. a running gag where Darkwing says, "You still believe in the Easter Bunny?" And Launchpad's childhood is crushed. This kind of is like a a pattern with Darkwing. This is like the third or fourth episode where Goslin is telling him the truth, and he just does completely ignores her i think it was like when alien collides was one um was it ufo well remember in broadcast news gosling something up and he's not yeah. listening to her yeah, and so um quite a bit of episodes with that pattern and, and gosling who's who's narrating the episode mm-hmm. uh she has a great line after this because now she's fed up with him and she says darkwing duck saint canard's mighty masked vain pig-headed loud snooty eagle maniacal waffle brain mallard <laughs> and it's a line that ends the episode too um but you can tell what she really thinks of her father here oh yeah so you know she's trying to tell him to least question swindling swine gee mike where did that name swindling come from swindling swine um <laughs> not brian swindling perhaps <laughs> maybe yeah <laughs> well then you know so darkwing goes to question swindling and uh he meets the i believe he was a receptionist yeah it's a pig receptionist um 
And when Darkwing mentions mutants, he tells Darkwing, you know, he has mutant powers. He was born downwind of a fruit irradiating plant. And he shows that his mutant power is turning into a banana. <laughs> yeah. So then uh, Darkwing just thinks his uh, his mutant powers is ridiculous. And he goes, it is. Yeah, it <laughs> is. And he goes into Swine's office and, you know, Swine is denying teaming up with uh, Cement Head. And yeah, he, starts, he starts sucking up the Darkwing and... and- and we're not stupid. We saw mm-hmm. we saw some men head at the beginning of the episode. We see what Swinless Swine looks like. Mm-hmm. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> but you know, he 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 knows how to win Darkwing with the ego, you know, marketing, movies, and air, all that stuff. And uh we even get the theme song within the episode. <laughs> he brings in the TV and shows clips from the theme song. Yeah, he's like, yeah. I can make you a movie star, Darkwing. And Darkwing's <laughs> like, What about a cartoon show? Yeah. And he says, um, it's, a t- it's a tall order, but I think I can swing it. And Swindlin Swine was voiced by Jesse Cordy, who we've heard before. He was the leader of the Cheese Gang in Star Cross Circuits. Okay. Like I said in that episode, I think cartoon fans know Jesse Cordy the best as LeFou, Gaston's sidekick on Beauty and the Beast. Mm-hmm. Um, Swindlin Swine's thing is to butter someone up and says, say something like, you know, you have a lot of talent. Have I ever told you that? Mm-hmm. And that's kind of his catchphrase. Have I yeah. ever told you that? He says it constantly to Darkwing, but he's bribing him. Yeah, he, he basically manipulating him, you know. Uh, so, you know, Darkwing begins marketing himself to Swine, Swine manipulating him into uh, Rubber Chicken, you know, into stopping Rubber Chicken. Yeah, he says, if I don't stop the Rubber Chicken, he'll ruin my uh, production studio and I can't make movies based on you. Yeah, and it's funny because the next transition scene, we see Darkwing just blinged out, man. It's hilarious, man. Yeah, Swine <laughs> is sending him presents, including yeah. a solid gold gas gun holder. Yeah, he's got all these different rings on each hand. He has like a diamond earring. He's got a necklace chain. You know, oh Darkwing is totally sold out. Yeah, <laughs> he's been bribed, but of course he denies being bribed. And we get the uh, the running gag again where Launchpad believes him and then Darkwing says, Launchpad still believes in the Tooth Fairy. <laughs> He's destroying Launchpad's childhood. Oh, yeah. You know, so Goz goes, she decides to go check on uh, Swine herself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, did, we, she... did we mention that Goslin spends the whole episode in a trench coat and reporter hat? Oh, we didn't even say nothing about that. <laughs> it's, it's a cute getup. Yeah. You know, and uh, she goes to investigate uh, Swine. He gives his origin story. And uh, Mike, you want to get into that? So his origin story, his father was Marlon Hambone. Mm-hmm. Obviously, it's a parody of Marlon Brando. Um, while his father, who was very overweight, was stepping in the cement by the Chinese theater, he sunk in and somehow his mother bore a child who was made of nothing but cement. I think this is really funny because, you know, Cement Head's trying to paint his childhood as very sad, it's, you know, especially when his dad orders him out of the house. Mm-hmm. But then he goes, I did all right for myself, but all right for your, himself was Cement Head robbing banks and tearing safes right off the wall. Yeah. <laughs> and it shows him literally surrounded by money. And he mm-hmm. goes, I did all right for myself. Um, and then he says that he came up with the Swindling Swine persona because he wanted to at least fit into society. Yeah, but, you know, Gosselin's able to escape at the end of his origin story. She takes a picture of him, too, and gets out of there. Yeah, you know, and then uh, we get Darkwing again, um, and he's shooting tear gas at uh, Rubber Chicken. Yeah, it bounces right back and hits him, so Darkwing's crying. 
<laughs> He's crying, and uh, they head into a, a antique store. Bob's World of Fragile Antiques. So mm-hmm. you should guess how this goes. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, while they're in there, is everything's breaking, and we see a clerk. She's just typing, and you know, she's she's ringing everything up. There's somebody's about to get a bill. Yeah, remember when we talked to um um John and Jim, and they mentioned um putting a pumpkin on Launchpad's head to get him out of the scene. Mm-hmm. That's kind of what happens because the vase falls on Launchpad and he drops out of the scene. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and um, so, yeah, so Darkwing's throwing things at the rubber chicken. He's bouncing things right back. Everything's breaking. Mm-hmm. And the cashier tells Darkwing he owes them $10,000. Yeah. So, but uh, in that process, she she gives us a, um a origin story. Yeah. This cashier is voiced by Susan Tolsky. Um, and actually... This cashier, the model, the character design, she was Goslin's guidance counselor in Film Flam. Like, mm. we talked about that one, like, two years ago. <laughs> um, and she says her origin, again, with the comic panels, that um, she has mutant powers because of an explosion in a glue factory. And she can basically make things stick to each other. She has glue powers. Yeah. You know, and, and Darkwing was still, before that, you know, he was still refusing to believe Goslin that Swine is involved and uh, Rubber Chicken is innocent. So Goslin decides to sneak uh, Rubber Chicken into the news station. Yeah, so Rubber Chicken can, you know, get a bunch of other mutants on his side so they can stop some Head. Yeah, but we get your buddy uh, Tom Lockjaw again. Yeah, and I once again, I will admit I was wrong. I thought Tom Lockjaw wasn't coming back. He's in this one, but maybe I forgot he was in this one because this is not Scott Bullock. Oh, not at all. You could clearly tell it's not Scott Bullock. And then uh, he he's not even the main news reporter on this one. No, a woman named Daphne Duckbill, who is voiced by Kat Susie. Uh, Kat Susie. Um, and I'm going to apologize one last time, because remember way back when I said it after Kat Susie started voicing Morgana, she would never voice anybody else on Darkwing? Oh, well, man, you said it a long time ago. <laughs> here she is. <laughs> um, funny enough, the model for this character was Goslin's principal in Toys R Us. So they're, they're definitely reusing these character designs. Mm-hmm. Um, so the rubber chicken goes up and he gives a statement about, you know, I do like his line here where he's like really nervous. He's like, I'm a mutant, but I'm a good guy. And he's, uh, <laughs> he says, all mutants come and help. And then Daphne Duckbill says she's a mutant, too, because mm-hmm. her mother. See, there is a mother. A mother did. Um, oh, she yeah, was irradiated by um, radioactive chicken soup. Mm-hmm. And now she can display cold symptoms at will. Yep. Yeah. So basically, Rubber Chicken just banded all the mutants together. Because you see the other characters watching on TV and like standing mm-hmm. up to action. Yeah. And then Darkwing happens to uh, finally. You know, yeah. Trail Rubber Chicken Prince, and it leads him into Swine's office, and then uh, he finally admits Goslin was right. Yeah, because Goslin narrates and says, you know, Darkwing decided to finally go back to the Cheesa Pet Factory and follow the footprints. Duh, she says. It takes <laughs> him all the way back to um, Cement Head's office. Yeah, and that's and- when Darkwing realizes mm-hmm. Goslin was right. Yeah, and then Cement Head says he thinks the world of Darkwing, and he means that literally. He hits yeah, him with that snow globe. I mean, not a snow globe, but a regular globe. And knocks him out the window. Mm-hmm. And yeah. they fall in trash cans, and Darkwing has a moment where he's mad that everybody has mutant powers except him. He's like, if <laughs> I had mutant powers, I would just get a rash or something. Yeah. <laughs> and then Cementhead runs off with his money safe. He just rips it right off the wall. Well, he knows his secret's out, so he's getting out of there with this, with his, all of his money. 
Yeah. And then uh, that's Robert, when Robert Chicken shows up with the mutant squad. <laughs> yeah, because Darkwing attempts an entrance. He shows up in the cloud of smoke, does I am the terror, but then Robert Chicken shows up with his three other mutants. Um, mm-hmm. Do you remember their names? Uh, I don't. It was some banana something. Banana Boy, Glue Gal, and the Amazing Sneeze Master. Oh, my goodness. They could have came up better than that. <laughs> well, I think that's the joke, that it's mm-hmm. so stupid. Because it is really stupid. But I'm pretty sure that's intentional. Yeah. But um, then D- Darkwing gets backhanded into the building by Cement Head. He gets hit hard. No, no, no. I skipped something. Uh, the Mutant Squad, they try to go after Cement Head first. They get tangled up in each other, get tied around the tree, and the Banana Boy's banana pops out. Yeah, they and sucked. They were Darkwing's, <laughs> Darkwing's like... Yeah, he's like, as I was saying, and he tries the entrance again, and then he's backhanded into the wall. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they were awful. They were a terrible mutant squad. That yeah, that that was never gonna work, Mike. So now <laughs> we're now we're where we were when the episode started. Yeah, we're in front of the city hall, and uh, Darkwing uh, and Rubber Chicken they're they're not doing too well. No, but then the Rubber Chicken's like, this is like David and Goliath, and we, mm. only we don't have a sling, and that's when Darkwing gets an idea. Yeah, he decides to turn Rubber Chicken into a slingshot. Right. So he has uh, Cement chase him across, uh, I want to say a couple blocks and up in the building, you know, going up the steps and stuff. And then uh, right Dark the roof. Wait- yeah. Yeah, the, uh, uh, yeah, he's waiting for him on the rooftop. And boom, he, he's going down everywhere and he gets slingshotted all the way out into the sky. Yep, and he's gone. He gets good trajectory on that one. Mm-hmm. And uh-huh. uh, so the episode ends, uh, Darkwing... Kind of a backhanded compliment that he's like, you did pretty good for a mutant. And (laughs) that's when Rubber Chicken turns to him and says, you did pretty good for a vain, pig-headed, loudmouth, snooty, egomaniacal, waffle-brained. And he screams at him. And Darkwing goes, hey, 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 I am not vain. And the episode (laughs) ends. I don't know. Kind of a cute callback to Goslin's uh, part, but a really fast ending. Mm Mm-hmm. And it's all, you know, that's this one. We finished this one quick, didn't we? Yeah. So, so Mike, man, so far, it seems like you kind of flip-flopped a little bit on season two. Like, you, you're starting to think it's not as bad as you remembered it. Uh, that has a lot to do with my, how my feelings changed for Hot Spells. Okay. Yeah, and maybe a little bit of broadcast news. Now, I, now that I got to watch a good copy of it. Mm-hmm. But this one, Paint Misbehaving, still really low on my list. Okay, but uh, Monsters R Us and Sturminator weren't bad. Um, Frequency Fiends is good, too. I love that one. Uh, what was the other one? Something with the, the one where his family came back? What was the name of that one? Star Oh, Serpents? Inherit the Wimp. That okay. one was all right. But we, we both didn't like um, Return of the Revenge of the Brain Teasers. Oh, you weren't yeah. on that one, but I know yeah. you don't like that one. I, I hate that one. <laughs> this one is just... This one is just all right. Like, I'm at the point where I really miss the old supervillains. I mean, like... Come on, where's Bushroot? Where's Quackerjack, man? Mm. Like, Cement Head's all right. I actually do like him. Mm-hmm. But I remember being a kid just wondering where the other characters I actually really love were. You know, and it, it seems such a disappointment. Okay. Or, you well, know, it, this one's all right. All right, so how many Gaskin canisters are you going to give this one? Two. Two? Yeah, okay. two. I mean, there's nothing special about it. I mean, I like Cement Head. We'll rate him in a moment. Um, and the drawings for the comic origins are really, really good, mm-hmm. but I just think it's kind of bland. Parts of it are pretty stupid. I know a lot of it's intentionally stupid, mm-hmm. but 
eh, it's just it just isn't really doing it for me. How about you? Uh, I'm actually going to give it the same score as you. I'm going to give it a two. Uh, it's, it's a serviceable episode. You know, you you can deal with it. It's not bad. It's not great. Uh, you got a whole bunch of new characters. We got uh, a lot of new voice. Well, not a lot of new voice actors, but voice actors we don't hear quite often. Um, the animation's not bad. Uh, I do like the comic gag that you you, you mentioned earlier quite yeah. a bit. Um, Rubber Chicken is pretty funny. Cement Head is a decent villain. Um, you know, yeah, I agree with you. I miss Quacker Jack. I miss the Bush Roots. I miss the Nega Duck, Steel Beak, and all of them. Uh, but it's it's okay. It's okay. It's not a bad one-time watch, you know? Not, no, not at all. The, the other thing that bothers me, and you kind of mentioned it before, mm-hmm. I don't like where Darkwing and Goslin's relationship is going. Okay. They don't have, like, these nice moments anymore. Mm-hmm. Now it's like he's just a jerk to her the way he would be to Morgana. Mm-hmm. And, and like, this episode, he doesn't even listen to her. Okay. Like, at all. Like And it's just it's a shame. I wish, I wish there were more episodes where... It showed the warmth in their relationship. I feel like they argue a lot now. I guess the I guess what another thing that makes this episode okay for me, I, for some reason I get like an X Men vibe, but in a comedy style. You know? Yeah. I kind of get I, that with all the mute, mutants and mutations, and then like they got abilities, but because it's Darkwing, hey, we can't give them uh, claws and metal with, like Wolverine or give them power like Magneto. Let's make it funny. Yeah, exactly. I yeah, mean, this so- is. Again, I think the stupidity was supposed to be intentional. Okay. All right. So um, we, we're going to rate uh, Cement Head? Yeah, let's rate Cement Head. This time you go first. All right. Uh, I'll give Cement Head a uh, – I will go one and a half because he, he's he's funny to me throughout the whole entire episode. He seems like he's going to be uh, a beast. But once they come up with this slingshot and show, like, how easy he's defeated and stuff, eh, I don't need him again. You know, he was good enough for one episode of me, so I'll give him a one and a half. I'm going to be a bit more fair. I'm going to give him a two and a half, but I will explain why. Okay. I think the character has a lot of potential. Mm-hmm. Could you imagine Cement Head, like, being the star of his own episode at the beginning of the show? Like, the way Liquidator was? Like, it really shows how powerful he was. How does Darkwing stop him? He keeps mm-hmm. getting his butt kicked by Cement Head. He has to keep trying. How do you defeat something made of cement? I think he has a lot of potential there. But there's so much going on in this story that he doesn't have a lot to do. Okay. But I think but- there's potential with this character. And I would have liked to, if the show had kept going, I would have mm-hmm. liked to have seen him again. You know, it, to me, like, Liquidator was so OP'd on his first episode, so they kind of nerfed him. I kind of feel like that's what kind of happened with Cement Head in his own episode, but then he got nerfed in his own episode. Yeah, I can see that. So, I mean, that's just my opinion. I, I don't think he's a bad character, but I I wouldn't be crazy about seeing him again. I'm fine with just one episode. He, he's serviceable in that one episode of me. They did bring him back in the Joe Books comics. Very briefly, but he was there. Okay. Yeah, he's all right, though. All right. So that's mutancy on the bouncy. I, haven't made, I have not made you say that. Yeah, I'm going to not say it either. <laughs> that's all right by me. <laughs> all right, so Mike, what episode we got next, man? An episode with a much easier title. Uh, Clash Reunion. This is a biggie. This is a favorite. Okay, but um, we might not so- do that episode next week. 
No, we because as you all heard, Will has lots of things he's doing the next few weeks. Mm-hmm. So we might not have time to record that one and get this one get that one out right after this. So we may have a few more bonus episodes. Um but hey, we only have three more episodes of Darkwing to go. So the longer we do bonuses, the long the more content you guys have. Okay. But when we do get to another episode, it's going to be Clash Reunion, um, our last Megavolt show. Mm-hmm. That's a shame. Uh, um, man, we're losing all the villains. <laughs> and we're we're, we're going to have a guest, um, a guest co-host in that episode as well. Okay. So look forward to that. Maybe not next week. Maybe the week after that. We'll see mm-hmm. what happens. All right. So, Mike, uh, for the people tuning in for the first time, where can they find us? We are on all podcast apps, Stitcher, Spotify, Google, iTunes, um, iHeartRadio, Pandora, Pocket Cast Radio Public, or you can just listen to us on YouTube. Do you have any shout outs? <laughs> yeah, I got a few. I'm going to give a shout out to um, Courtney Baldwin. Uh, She's been doing these pretty cool, um, uh, what I guess, patches. Is that what we want to call them? I think they were like embroidery, like okay, embroidery, okay, yeah, like or was it cross stitch? I'm not sure, but they're really cool. Yeah, and then uh, I also want to give a shout out to Zach Hallmeiser. Mazer, sorry Zach if I screwed up your name, but he's very active in our uh, Facebook group and uh, he comments quite a bit. You know, he talks about the DVDs and stuff. Also, we want to give a shout out to Justin Smith. Uh, I know Justin didn't. Uh, he's been posting a, a lot of the episodes of Darkwing, uh, and a lot of the other groups. You know, unfortunately, we didn't allow it in our group because of you know the copyrights. We didn't want to get in trouble with it. Yeah. Uh, but he's been posting it everywhere. So if you guys like interested and can't find some of these episodes, uh, Justin ha- actually has some really good copies of them everywhere. So you can holler at Justin about that. And, and uh, uh, we we found out recently that Hot Spells is on Disney Plus. Just mm-hmm. not in this country. Yeah, it was. Uh, I I don't know how to pronounce his name, but he said he he's in Malaysia, right? Malaysia, yeah. Yeah, and he said he showed a video screenshot of it and everything. Like you can see the the title uh, card and everything come in. He he showed it, so it's available yes. there. So it's out there. Maybe if we try to convince Disney hard enough, they'll change it. Who knows? Yeah. But um, at least we know it's out there. It's not banned everywhere, just in this country. And yeah, I think the UK is banned too, ain't it? I wouldn't be surprised. I think I feel like in non-English speaking countries, it's not banned. Because that was <laughs> again, that was true of all the Bonkers episodes that were banned. They were airing all the time overseas. Okay. Just they, they just weren't airing here. Okay. And that's why you have that beautiful copy of Hot Spells just with a non-English language title because the, the episode aired over there mm-hmm. it wasn't banned like it was here so you know it's out there mm-hmm. you know it stinks but it, it is what it is alright okay so that wraps up this episode Mike and uh, for everybody tuning in just remember stay dangerous yep you're all a bunch of great listeners did I ever tell you that <laughs> Good night, everybody Good night. <laughs>